so Sean, I'm doing Word of the Day, and I'm actually surprised in a podcast that's called Words of the Witches about charmed books that I've never used this word before, but I am choosing Grimoire. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a pretty obvious one. <laughs> you would think I would have done this by now, but you know, it's here. It's happening today. So a grimoire, also known as Book of Spells or a spell book. It's a noun, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Noun. <laughs> is a textbook of magic, typically including instructions on how to create magical objects like talismans and amulets, how to perform magical spells, charms, and divination, and how to summon or invoke supernatural entities such as angels, spirits, deities, and demons. Many sources in culture and pop culture and media use grimoire to identify a magic book of evil. <laughs> but in the early medieval world, spells were likened to blessings used by the clergy. So the first people who like made grimoires were members of the medieval church. Hmm. Its history actually evolves and means something differently throughout the world and various cultures because like every culture has one. And in Wicca, a grimoire is literally just a more formal book of shadows. It's like, because a, a, per, a person's book of shadows is like the personal, you know, rituals and they make their own spells and it's something that's very personal to them. And that's, it, sometimes they can be a little haphazard, a little sloppy, a little messy, <laughs> much like the book of shadows in, in our show here. I was just thinking of that with Phoebe's yeah. little clippings. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess a grimoire would be like a fancy, like fancy official formal book. You haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin, and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. All right, so welcome to Words of the Witches, episode 71. I'm Kevin, your resident Charmed resource. And I'm Sean, and I just love comic books. Do you remember what the poll was? I feel like we just did it. <laughs> I know, but you know I always forget these things until you mention it. <laughs> All right, so my question was, do you like Prue in the comics? Oh, yeah. What would you guess people would have said? I'm going to guess that more people said yes, because I think people would rather have her in her change form than not. Yeah, I would, I mean, I anticipated as much anyway, but I was curious to see how strongly the naysayers oh. would be, because <laughs> I know we do have our fair share of those people that don't like her in the comics, think think people that thinks her coming back cheapens her death, or they don't like the way she was written, things like that. So um, on Instagram, we had 35 votes, 73% say yes. But 13 votes, 27% said no. Oh. Yeah. And then on Twitter, 71% said yes and 29% said no. So there's there's quite a few that don't want her. <laughs> yeah, it's like a third on both yeah. votes. Uh, I did get a few comments that people wrote in. Hayden Pickering says, I like that she was given a reason as to why her ghost didn't appear on the show. Which makes sense because, you know, here she never appears on Charmed. And here, at least, we get context about why she never came back. And the elements of her Morally Bites future is still in her character, the blonde hair, and burying herself in work at the Salem house instead of seeing her sisters. Mm, that's a good so, point. 
Mm-hmm. It was nice seeing her interact with Paige, and I really enjoy her story in season 10. <laughs> oh. <laughs> season 10, yes, it goes there. Um, Charmed X Hallowell says, I think it was a good thing to bring Prue back, but not in the form of patience. Maybe as a ghost, or maybe back for one episode like Grams was often on the show. Mm, okay. Well, everybody has their opinion, and everybody's opinion is valid, even when it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ha- I'm mostly happy with how they brought her back like i like a lot of the context we get i like that she's a part of the action right now it's a little wishy-washy and that's a little frustrating but i still feel prue in there and that's enough to to make it worthwhile yeah i would agree with that because i've aired my um unhappiness at the story writing of prue but i'm still happy with her being back overall because it does add to the story and like it makes you wonder is there going to be a power of four? Like, how are they going to resolve this whole proof thing? So it's a nice little mystery. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird knowing how the comics go, because I'm so excited to get there. Ah! <laughs> and you still know what we talked about back in Hanging with the Hallowells days about what Prue does. So yeah, get that she yet. kills a bunch of people. I know. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, silence, let's do it. Let's get it. Let's let's get it going. (laughs) So here now the words of the witches. Today we are covering season nine, issue 23, The Dark Light Zone. And this was published September 5th, 2012, written by Paul Gruditis, artwork by Rubine, the same person as last week, uh, coloring by Dash Martin, letters by Jim Campbell, edited by Matt Rogers, and Hannah Gorfinkel. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> like, what a fun name. <laughs> Gorfinkel yourself. <laughs> oh, I might. <laughs> and our cover art, again, is by David Seidman. And this is an interesting little cover. We have this big old face of Piper upside down with her hair being split down the middle, forming like the white light of a triquetra almost. And we have Rennick there with a little ball and Leo there with a little ball. This Leo looks like it was taken from a Siren Song episode when he and Piper switched kind of like powers and he could blow things up. This is what that looks like to me. I think that's what that's from. Okay, but I'm, okay. not, I'm not using it as a You Look Familiar moment because I don't count the covers in my You Look Familiars. But yes. All right, so let's get going with this. Page one. So it starts off with Phoebe, Leo, and Paige, and they are in the little caverny hideout of our sexy Alexi. Remember her? Yeah, I remember her looking more sexy, though. <laughs> She's more Alexi here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. it's almost like she like aged like 50 years in this, in this span of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. They just like, when I retire, I'm getting a nice cave in the mountains like this. <laughs> and so that's funny. And then Phoebe's like, I don't think Cole's contact is going to be any help because you see Alexi like dead with an arrow in her chest. And then <laughs> Paige is like in the most unnatural position ever when you're exploring a cave. She's like, Oh, look with all these cobwebs here. <laughs> Looks like she's been dead for a while. <laughs> but this page, this very first page, is 
a You Look Familiar moment extravaganza. It's funny, she's so familiar to me, though. Reminds me of this old stray that used to hang outside my loft. Familiars, that's what I'm looking for. Have we met before? You look familiar. <laughs> extravaganza. <laughs> there are three You Look Familiars on this page alone. I'm going to guess this page in the upper right is one of them because it's such like a random pose for her to be in. <laughs> yeah, it is a random pose. And you are correct. That is one of them. That is based off of season four promo picture of Paige in her little purple outfit. She's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> And then the Phoebe on the other side is another promo picture from season five. And then the bottom picture of Paige with her hands like this. Very unnatural looking, too, is a promo picture from season six. Huh. Um, I do want to point out, even though it doesn't look like him, Leo in this wife beater, though. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> I know. And wait, just wait till next issue, because he is very looking very good in that wife beater next issue. Yeah, it's it's a good look for him. And he, yes. he, he had a fair share of them on the show, too. That's true. It was a very 90s early 2000s attire i i back when i was in the 90s i wore them constantly i had my little white beaters on and then i even wore flannels over it but it was open like so i'm like oh <laughs> so like i had my flannel over the white beater and then i wore my keys around my neck i was such a 90s kid <laughs> so is this our 90s moment <laughs> totally 90s moments just we're just exchanging all the the, the segments and <laughs> why not why not <laughs> on the next page we see this is a very good likeness of leo on this next page by the way but it is we see leo in the foreground and Paige and phoebe looking into a mirror where we see just alexi no more sexy and um even though her dead body's in front of the mirror we see her <laughs> in the mirror <laughs> and she says hello friends of cole I've been expecting you. And you're right, Paige. I have been gone a while, ever since I trusted someone I knew would be the death of me. Now let's make sure he isn't uh, the death of the world, too. I wonder who he's talking about. Or she, who she's <laughs> talking about, Kevin. I know. And this page, too, is actually going to be our power play. Oh, Power play. So today's power play is mirror gazing. <laughs> now, mirror gazing is the art of looking into a mirror to see past, present, and future events. Divination. In real life, this is actually a form of scrying, which we talked ad nauseum about on this show. It keeps coming up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this would be a scrying and it is the practice of, of looking into a suitable medium in this case mirrors in the hope of detecting significant messages or visions the objective might be personal guidance prophecy revelation or inspiration but down the ages scrying in various forms also has been a means of divination and fortune telling interesting enough i just watched this show it's supposed it's being like eviscerated it's one of the worst netflix shows <laughs> ever called 28 day haunting oh. where they go into a house for 28 days off of a theory of the warrens ed and lorraine warren that yeah. it takes 28 days to fully connect with the spirits and okay. like get all the information interestingly enough one of the mediums refused to scry 
because she said mirrors are a portal. So she's like, that's a way, like if there's a demon or dark energy, that's like a clear cut way for them to enter your body through a mirror. So it does have its dangers. Yeah. And back when I was young in my youth again, and I was like in junior high, I, I mean, still am. I refuse to be in front of a mirror in the dark. Scare the crap out of me. And I, I thought I was seeing ghosts back then too. I was very into like, like I'm seeing crazy visions. What's happening? And so I was just like, I was like, and then my mind would like form things in the mirror. So I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Um, because of a candy man, I was afraid of mirrors for a while. I never watched those. <laughs> I don't want to watch it now. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but on a more positive note, mirror gazing can shift the meditators focus to their physical reflection, allowing them to challenge damaging self-criticism and negative self-talk. Hmm. <laughs> um, they calmly observe their critical self-critical thoughts and develop more compassionate judgment-free narratives. So <laughs> <laughs> we bring it back to the positive. I love that. You're welcome. <laughs> and just to bring it back to the positive too, look at look at Alexi's boob. It is so big. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's grabbing it even in death. <laughs> <laughs> they just feel so nice. I'm trying to die this way. <laughs> I, I mean, the way she's grabbing it makes me want to grab it too. It is very tempting. Um, but yes, page three. Uh, Phoebe is looking at Alexi in the mirror. She's like, "What happened? Are you trapped in there?" And she's like, no, I am just a reflection of Alex of Alexi as I appeared in life. And she's like, that doesn't clear anything up. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like, yes, I infused a piece of myself into this mirror to wait for your arrival. I have information that you will need to deal with Renick. And so she's like, yes. And she's like, I foresaw my death here long ago, but it had to play out so that you can fulfill your role. Ooh. And then she's like, <laughs> Leo, let me touch your face. Step closer. <laughs> <laughs> Look harder. <laughs> and, then, and she's like, the key to the future lies in your past. Hmm. It's kind of weird that the, like, Alexi is like coming out of the mirror. It's creeping me out a little bit. Yeah. And we get in that first shot when she's talking to Phoebe, it is weird. Cause it's almost like we're getting Alexi's point of view from the mirror as she's talking to Phoebe, but then yeah, mm -hmm. she comes out of the mirror and touches Leo, which is weird with her fat face. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> All right. So next up we see Prue is practicing her archery. But th with a twist, she's practicing her archery with a bow that Glennis made her mm. with like this magically magenta swirly arrow that hits whatever target she wants it to, even if she's not facing the target, Kevin. How cool How is this? Cool. It's so cool. This is very, um, what's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy with his whistling arrow <laughs> that he can make. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Yondu. His name is Yondu. Yondu. Mm-hmm. And then we see Piper enter and she says, nice shot. And Prue explains, well, it helps when the arrow goes wherever you want it to. And Piper says, well, I don't think Renick's just going to stand still and like <laughs> wait for the arrow to find him. <laughs> 
And Prue says, yeah, well, I doubt you're going to need me to help now that, you know, I have no power. You guys are the power of three, and I'm just that stupid older sister again. Yeah. Oh, Prue. But we have another You Look Familiar moment here. Have we met before? You look familiar. Can you tell me what it is? Do you know? Is it the Piper with the very red hair? It is with her little, like, hand in the pocket. Correct. That is a season six promo picture. So Alanis of her. So Alanis of her. I mean, this is essentially traced. I mean, this is that promo picture for sure. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Season six. There you go. All right. So then the next page, Piper's like, if you're thinking about abandoning us again, you should be aware that I consider you blowing up you up this time. (laughs) She's like, don't ever. She's like, don't ever leave me. And then Prue's like, like that would ever happen. <laughs> You're not going to blow me up, sis. I know you. <laughs> Piper's like, you know, that arrow. Glennis said that you can control that with your mind. Why don't you show me what you got? Let's do some target practice so that you're prepared for the final Rennick battle. Hello. So then Prue's like, I already apologize for staying away. Do you really need me to, do you really need to show me up and rub it in that I'm useless now? <laughs> So Prue is having such a pity party over here. She's just like, I have no magic. Ugh. And then Piper's like, wow, die a few times and suddenly you're a drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> it's so good. Um, she's like, this is about making sure you're prepared for Renick. I'm not trying to show you up and I'm trying to make you feel weak or stupid. Just come on. She's like, I'm not ready to mourn you again. So I want to make sure you're fit for the fight. And we have this really beautiful picture of Piper of, of Prue's yeah, butt again. It's a nice butt. Uh, <laughs> and Kevin, we have a You Look Familiar. Have we met before? You look familiar. This picture of Piper looking back over her shoulder. I can't tell you where it's from, but I know I've seen it. <laughs> you are correct. I love that. You are impressing me. <laughs> this is a You Look Familiar moment as well. <laughs> I should preface this that this issue. Is the most Ulick Familiars we've ever had so far. There's 11 Ulick Familiars this issue. <laughs> wow. That's almost so, double what we had last time. <laughs> I know. It's insane. Um, but yeah, this one is a Ulick Familiar. And this is actually a picture of Holly at the 1999 Teen Choice Awards. Isn't oh. that insane? That's specific. Not even a charmed promo picture or a charmed screen cap. It's a event picture. <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah but they got it my only complaint in this issue is like the girls are very well drawn except for phoebe but their hair is also red in this one like they all have page hair every one of them have red hair i don't get colorblind <laughs> <laughs> So on the next page, Piper's basically like, all right, bitch, raise that crossbow and shoot me. Are you ready? Are you ready to do this? And um, Prue's basically like, you got the power of three. Like, I'm basically useless. What am I supposed to do? I'm a washed up witch with a crossbow. And uh, Piper's like, yeah, but you're a washed up useless bitch with a crossbow who taught me all (laughs) the magic that I know. And you're still worth something. So why don't you come at me, bro? And um, maybe I won't have to blow you to smithereens. <laughs> and Prue's like, fine. You want to see what I can do? Just say the word. And then Piper raises up her hands and starts magicking all over the place. She's like, that's more like it. Ready? Set? Yeah. I like the standoff. Although I don't understand this weird magic coming out of Piper. I'm like, this is not her power. 
What is it's this? It's not. <laughs> I was thinking that too. She has like these crazy, like almost like staticky Lady Deathstrike energy fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to. Oh, this is Leo rediscovering his past with the Alexi mirror gazing thing. And it starts off in the 50s where Leo and Rennick, I don't know if this is where they first met or, but it's part of their history where Rennick has just killed one of Leo's charges by shooting an arrow at her in the convertible. Oh, and he's like, Nancy, I told you not to go out tonight. Why couldn't you listen? And then Rennick's like, Hey there, Daddy O. You know how the <laughs> Daddy O. He's such a flirt. He is. <laughs> he's like, this is how the game is played. You win some, you lose some. Or is this your first dead charge? I'm so sorry, brah. And Leo's like, she was a friend. Why would you do this? And he's like, he's like, I'm a dark ladder. It's what I do. Duh. <laughs> and then it cuts to another. This is the 60s now. And then this time, Le- Rennick killed another one of his charges, a male witch who's like, for a dead guy, it looks pretty sexy. He's got some treasure trail. <laughs> He's got some chest hair. He's very sexy. Yeah, low-cut jeans. Like, I want to sit on his dead body. <laughs> I know. I'm so sad you're dead. This is so, uh. But yeah. At least he's already stiff. <laughs> <laughs> what a lucky stiff that is. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, but then we have Leo here, and Leo is in the 60s. He looks nothing like the last time we saw him in the 60s. No. <laughs> he's he supposed to have that look like I mean, Leo. I mean, he's got the hairdo that he had, but it's not blonde. Why is it? I don't know. Because before he was like this crazy blonde guy making orbs in the little light show orbs, like peace and love, man. But now he's like, why do you keep the killing? It only leads to more death. Where's the love? And Renick is just like, and he's in a weird, like, suit. I don't know what this is. Yeah. He's like, I'm just playing by the rules, brother. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know, it'd be more interesting if you just fight back. And Leo's like, words are my weapons of choice. And, his, and then he's like, flower power is no good against my magic. Well, this may be reading a little too deep, but do you think it's supposed to be like Rennick is the man, like the business and like Leo's the hippie against it? Do you think Maybe. that's why they're dressed like that? I, I'll go with it. It makes sense to me. Rennick is all about, he's sure of his place in the universe and where he stands, and this is just what he does. Whereas Leo's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, so then the bottom panel is, there's two, and it takes place in the 70s, and Rennick is shooting an arrow at two innocents, and Leo pulls a cyclops. He's like, get down! <laughs> 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 and he stops the arrow from hitting, he protects them. But this lady has the screamiest looking... Like whatever, <laughs> and then the guy's like, "Whoa, I see an arrow." <laughs> but he protects them, and then we see Ren- Rennick come by. He looks like some kind of like seventies like pimp. <laughs> he looks like he let himself go too. <laughs> a little, a little schlub, a little fat, you know. But he's got he's got his gold chain <laughs> and his bell bottoms. <laughs> And he's like, oh, you're getting faster, Leo. This time you saved the innocents. Ready to fight back now? And he's like, how many times I'm going to tell you? White letters, don't fight. We are not violent. And he's like, well, then you're never going to win. This is this oh. will never end. 
And oh my gosh, this is the panel to get Kevin because we <laughs> we're in the eighties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Leo is dressed like uh, an eighties frump, but like uh, Rennick is totally Michael Jackson. I'm so jelly because I want this jacket so bad. Yeah. And we see uh, Leo saying, "Oh my God, what did you? Do? What are you doing?" And. <laughs> <laughs> Renick says, know what MJ's video is missing? Real zombies. This is the second time I've mentioned this in this comic. I'm pretty obsessed with real zombies. Well, I love that because he, he mentioned it like kind of randomly last time. He's like, remember this time I did the zombies? And now we actually get to see it play out. So it's like too fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too. It's a good follow through. <laughs> So he's like, know what Michael Jackson's video is missing? Real zombies. I couldn't get any. But you can do boss things with stop motion animation like Gumby. And he's like, it looks like he's puppeting dead bodies. Like they're on strings, which is very Mm -hmm. creepy. Yeah. And Leo says, Rennick, this is insane, even for you. And Rennick with his like Jerry curls <laughs> says, <laughs> insanity, boredom, such a fine line. Why are you mad? It's not like I killed these people. All I did was dig them up and puppet their bodies. <laughs> and Leo's like, what's wrong with that? Bodies. <laughs> <sighs> and then Rennick, if I would swear this is a you look familiar just because how awkwardly he's posed. But I know he's never shown up in any other medium. But he says their souls have moved on, haven't they? This is just an empty husk. Life and death, good and evil. Gotta have my fun somehow. (laughs) You want to kill me, don't you? And Leo says, you need to be punished. (laughs) 50 shades of gray. I mean, wait till you read the next line. Okay. Gonna send me to my room without supper? Spank me? You don't seem the type. Find me when you're ready for a real fuck. I mean, fight. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you know they were lovers. They They were in love, and something went wrong, and then they went on opposite sides. It's like Professor Xavier and Magneto. It's really, it's that. Um, but yeah, and so and you know, I always had a theory that Leo was bisexual. Too. Even in the show, do you remember him healing the Owl Man in Magic Hour? He's like, yeah. he's like, oh, let me touch the naked man. Oh, or like when he flirts with Daryl in All Hallows Eve. Like, oh yeah, I I think he's got a little bi in him too. I could so. see that, and that makes this. Um... It takes the Xavier Magneto thing to the next level that, yeah, we were lovers. And this is why I haven't hurt you because I'm still Mm -hmm. hopeful that, like, you'll put that dick in me, but also that you'll turn good and we'll have a life together. But I don't want to hurt you because I love you. (laughs) Yeah. So. All right. But then the next page, we're still in the mirror looking at things. And this is, I guess, the 90s now, like right before, like probably early 90s, like before Charm started. (laughs) Yeah. Leo's like, no, he's killing this lady. And I can uh, see that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, it's a little odd how he's what he's doing here. I'm not sure what he's doing. Some kind of dark orby sucking up the soul thing. <laughs> and then Leo's like, <laughs> come on, come on, live, damn it. And then Renek's like, I gave you the chance to be a worthy enemy. I'm done with you now, though. I'm done with all of this. You are not fighting back. It's like, 
but maybe one last victim before I go. So he, he fully intends to kill Leo this time. And he was like, ah, no more killing, Rennick. No more. Your reign of terror ends now. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have like a battle of some kind, like little shiny hands and then nothingness. I'm not really sure what exactly happened, but apparently he fights and kills Rennick. <laughs> Or does he, Kevin? Oh, or does he? Does he? <laughs> On the next page, we see uh, Leo standing in front of the manor. And this is like probably right before the show starts, like the day before. And uh, oh, we'll say an elder is standing there saying these new charges will be difficult. But now that Rennick is no longer a threat, the elders feel that you are ready. And Leo says, I'll do my best. <gasps> Gideon, bum bum bum. We know Gideon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like we that touch Gideon. too, because it's like um, Gideon turns out to be this like evil, but he's the one who set the charms into motion. So he was like his own demise, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we see Rennick, who looks very good for a dead guy, hiding in the bushes. And he goes, they fell for it good. Maybe now they'll leave me alone. And even though he's thinking this to himself, somebody says, somebody answers. They say they will for a while. And he says, who are you? And why are your boobs so great? And she says, <laughs> someone you're going to befriend and then someone you're going to betray. But that won't happen for a while either. It's Alexi. Alexi, yeah. Yeah, Alexi and Rennick have, like, known each other since everything started. So we're, like, retconning the fuck out of this story, but it works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then Rennick says, whoever you are, I'm outdone. I played my part, made with the bad boy stuff, earned my keep. I'm retired now. No more being a pawn of war, of a war I didn't start. And Alexi says, it's not that easy, Rennick. You have a part to play in the battle between good and evil. You can't just walk away. Evil will find you again. It's inevitable. And then Rennick says, I'm not a, I'm not big fan. Not a big fan. I'm not big fan of Destiny. Thanks for the warning, though. And this page has another you look familiar moment. Have we met before? You look familiar. Do you want to guess which one it is? Well, since there's only really two characters here that were actually in the show, I'm guessing it's the one of Leo posing sexily in front of the manor. Mm-hmm. That's based off of a season eight promo picture of him in the wife beater and a beautiful flowy overshirt, button down shirt. Hey, that's what you used to wear. It is what I used to wear. It's like <laughs> so, even in two thousand five, when when uh, season eight started, it was in style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So then the next page continues, and this is getting some backstory about what happened issues ago when you know when Rennick kidnapped leo and he had him all bound and stuff mm. and this is this is the part that we've not we're not shown so he's like leo's tied to the wall and we have the nosferatu looking thing priest and leo's like i don't care what you do to me you'll never get what you're looking for and then Renick's like all i need is what's buried deep <laughs> in that magical subconscious <laughs> of yours <laughs> He's like, you will reveal the collected wisdom of the elders and avatars. And then the Nosferatu demon priest like puts his hands on him and like absorbs his information. He's like, ah! 
And then we see like the priest and Leo like talking at the same time, like they're sharing one mind. And it says, before the source's power was divided, before the charmed ones reunited, the magic of the world was in balance. Now the balance is weakened. It is the proper time for you to strike. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. I already know that. Stop it. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, tell me what I need to do. And then it says, the spell to end the battle requires a powerful artifact from your side of the fight. Use that artifact to give you control over a relic of your enemy. Bring those objects together at the convergence of the dim- dimensions and the battle will be no more. So we see him kind of fighting demons and collecting the grimoire and then getting the Imperial sword. Yeah. I love this image of him too in front of the demons. Like he looks so cool. And I love Rennick. I love Rennick, Kevin. I never thought I'd say this. I love Rennick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. On the next page, we return to Piper and Prue still doing their little mock battle. And Piper says, Is that the best you can do? And Prue says, Oh, bitch, I'm just warming up. And she shoots an arrow and it almost gets Piper. Like she has a look of an alarm, but then she zooms it. Zoom. Z H U M. Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I guess she blows then, it up. So that usually that's just her free time power, but I guess it's for blowy uppy things too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Especially because mm-hmm. it's not like a physical thing. It's like a magic, but she can still blow that up. Yeah. And she's like, that's how you want to play it, huh? <laughs> yeah. So they continue the little sparring over here. And Prue's like, what's the point of doing this if you're going to hold back, Piper? I can tell you're not even using a tenth of your power. <laughs> and then Piper's like, it's not about the strength, Prue. It's about who we are, no matter what powers we have. And then she puts her hand out and she like freezes Prue. She freezes her, but like unfreezes her head or something because she has to talk to her. Um, and she's like, you're good at what you do because you're good. That's what matters. You're good. I'm just a little better. And then she appears behind her. She's like, tag, you're it. And then Prue's like, ah, I can't move. Do you want to unfreeze my body? <laughs> and she's like, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and then we have a Piper wanted to put Prue in a suspended animation so she could tell her something. Mm -hmm. She says, I love you and I need you. And Prue says, love you too. Always will. Oh, my heart. She wanted to get that point across. (laughs) And then Leo, Phoebe and Paige enter and they say, "Uh, did we miss something? And Piper says, just a little training exercise. What did you find? And Phoebe says, everything. We know where Rennick is and what he's done. And Prue's like, hello, a little help here, still frozen. <laughs> and Piper says, fine, you can move now. And she says, thank you, but what's he done? And Paige says, nothing much. Just destroyed the magical energy that runs through every living thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, she's still frozen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Prue says, but if he destroyed it, how come there's still magic in the world? And Leo says, it's a little more complicated than that. He didn't really destroy anything. He divided it. And Prue, I think, says what we're all feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm officially lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, question. Did you question <laughs> the fact that Prue could freeze? Oh, yeah, because the sisters aren't supposed to be able to use their magic against each other. Are, so is it good witches well yeah because like you know good witches can't freeze you know that mm-hmm. but because prue lost her powers again that and that rule only applied to magical witches which is who had abilities 
if you're mm. a good witch who is just a practitioner, you can still freeze. So because Prue technically has no powers again, um, that's why she's able to be frozen. But then isn't there still a question of the sisters can't use their magic on each other? See, and I don't think that it applies unless you have the power of three. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So then we continue on with more exposition here about what's really going down. <laughs> so <laughs> Leo says, Earth is the juncture point that links the heavens and the underworld with the magic that flows through the, through the dimensions. That's why demons always want to take over. If they control that point of convergence, they can control the magic. They can control the all, like the nexus of the all, the nexus of all magic together. And so Earth is like that grounding point between the dimensions, which answers the question about do the heavens and the underworld have magic? They're cut off from the magic. So they wouldn't be magical. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, the elders protect the earth to maintain the equi- these words equilibrium, but recent events have thrown off the balance of magic. Um, and it appears like, so you mean I threw it off when we were re- reunited? It's my fault? And he was like, well, yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there are other factors. He, yeah, he, so he goes on and says, Renick used that imbalance to divide the dimensions, effectively ending the fight. Demons can't escape the underworld. Angels and elders are trapped in the upper, upper regions, and the earth is still connected to the all, but it is separate, alone. So all magic on the in the world is on earth exclusively. Crazy. We have this sad-looking demon, too. He's like, mm. oh. <laughs> We see some elders and a demon. He's like, I'm so sad in my hell. <laughs> and then we see Leo put his hand around Piper's, Piper's head, and she's like, how? How did he do it? <laughs> And then Leo's like, by taking control of the point where the dimensions are linked, at the place on Earth where magic was at its strongest before the creation of the higher realm, the nexus of the all. So while the nexus was on Earth originally, where it, where it like existed, that's where the power source is. That's where Renick is. But that bottom panel with Leo and Piper is another You Look Familiar moment. Have we met before? You look familiar. This looks exactly like when Leo and Piper were on the bed in Luke Who's Barking, except flipped. They're in opposite positions, but it's very much like reminiscent of that. Hmm. So I want to run my understanding by you to make sure. sure I'm on the right page here. Okay. So Leo took the Imperial sword and grew wings, mm-hmm. and then Renick stole the sword after he already had it, and that's why he can't return back to normal. Yes, and they kind of, the wings kind of bonded with Leo. Uh, the sword gave him the wings, but and they just kind of like infused with him. The thing is, like if he tried to like fly and like actively like use the stuff, I think that it would be painful to him too. Because remember, if you use the sword and wings separately, it like kind of tears at you. So I feel like the those two things are kind of always calling for each other, um, but they can't be used individually too. They just they don't work with very well. <laughs> okay yeah yeah because <clears throat> sometimes there's a lot going on so when it said the imperial sword was gone i was like wait what does this actually mean <laughs> yeah. so that's my understanding now mm-hmm. so he used the imperial sword as the like item of all good and the mm-hmm. grimoire as the item of all bad to fuck up magic so it's pretty much exactly what nina did with like the good and evil balls or the, the underworld mm-hmm. and upper regions balls except with different items Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) 
All right. So next page, we're at Knox Academy, and there is a vehicle parked out front. It says, I've tasked the satellite to the location. We should have an image in a minute. And we see that Daryl is with uh, the four sisters and Leo. And they're looking at the desert where they feel that they've located the nexus of the all. And then Phoebe says, what I don't get is why demons aren't always going after this juncture point. Why even bother attacking us at all? So they're asking like all the right questions to give us full exposition and make sure we have no questions. <laughs> Everything is on the up and up. <laughs> yeah. And Leo says, very few beings know where it is. Nina would have since she stumbled across it thousands of years ago. Apparently, I gained that information at some point as well, along with the knowledge of how to tap into it. And then Daryl says, doesn't look like anything's there. And then Paige says, why is the desert green? <laughs> and then Daryl says, oh, that's the night vision. Let me switch to daylight viewing. <laughs> oh. The random like jokes in these comics are like, just priceless. <laughs> yeah. And then Piper says, better, but I prefer a live view. And Daryl says, this is a live view. Our scientists were able to magic the satellite to do the impossible, like bring daylight to nighttime. So even though the desert is in nighttime, they magically made it daytime so they could look at it. Yeah. And this page has another You Look Familiar moment. Have we met before? You look familiar. Piper and Leo, where they're kind of like hug hugging over here, that's directly inspired by a shot from Sympathy for the Demon, season five, episode seven. Oh. Of the two of them together. All right. So then the next page, the sisters are behind Daryl. And then she's like, Phoebe's like, whatever is hidden there must be too well hidden, even from your magical satellite. But maybe we can help with that. Ooh, we got the power of three. So then they just randomly bust out a spell. <laughs> I don't know where they got this from. And they make it up? What? But they, they just close their eyes and start saying a spell. Um, and so this panel right here is actually a twofer. It's a rhyme time moment because it's a spell, but it's also a you look familiar moment because it's a promo picture. So, all right. Let's do the let's do the you look familiar first. Have we met before? You look familiar. This is directly inspired from a season five promotional picture of the three of them together. And then our rhyme time. Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming group. Wonderful. Witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. The spell to enhance satellites to detect the awe. It says, patch of land across the globe. Reveal yourself to our space probe. <laughs> uh. And then we have like this family portrait over here. Everyone coming together to look at the screen. Let's look. And then like everyone does when they see me naked, they go, it's enormous. <laughs> <laughs> Clutch the <Wow>. pearls. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this because like Paige is like grabbing her boobs. She's like, oh my gosh. And then Piper's like, let me grab your boobs too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks comfy. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I was just looking at it like, oh, mm, yeah, this is a, this is crazy. 
this can't be right. And Prue's like, yeah, I guess you're going to need some help with this. I'm surprised that this last one of the three sisters isn't, you look familiar because it's such an odd pose. (laughs) It's an odd pose, but no, it's not. It's just randomly huddled together, touching each other's boobs. Sure. Wow. On the next page, we finally get like a decent picture of Elise. Her hair isn't graying. She's not like melting in the face. Like it looks fairly like her. I'm happy with this Elise picture. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know why? It's a you look familiar moment. (laughs) (laughs) Have we met before? You look familiar. This picture of Elise was actually drawn from a picture of her in uh, Kill Billy Volume 2. So this time they actually looked at her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But look at Tyler. (laughs) Yeah, he looks a little... So we have Phoebe saying, Elise, Tyler, I'm not crazy about the two of you being involved in this. And Elise says, bitch, it's our world too, Phoebe. We have to make it right. And then Tyler says, you sent me away when the source attacked Magic School, but you can't keep me from this. It's time to let me grow up and get a decent haircut. (laughs) (laughs) And then Piper standing with Leo and Prue, and she says, I'm glad the kids are still safe with dad, but I wish all our friends could come. Uh, could be home as well. And Prue says, who knows, maybe all this is for nothing. Rennick is just one dark lighter after all. And Leo says, one dark lighter now controls all the magic on Earth. And then we see uh, the four sisters with Leo. And Paige says, Henry and Cooper are in place with Daryl, but everyone is waiting on the charmed ones. I should take Phoebe and Piper next. And then Leo says, go ahead. We'll make sure everyone else gets out. And then Paige says, be back for you soon to her two sisters. So then the next page, we see sexy Leo over here. Mm. And then we see Glynis come to him. And he's like, oh, look, it's Glynis. And she's like, here, here, this is a weapon that's better than that replacement sword that Renate gave you. Here's something new. It's a brand new happy magic sword. <laughs> <laughs> and then was like, you know, you don't have to come with us and do this. And she's like, are you kidding me? She's like, I got all these cool, super awesome weapons. I want to see how they fight. I, this is like the best thing ever. I want to see the action. I want to like be proud of my handiwork. Yes. I'm not missing this. <laughs> and then Prue's like, I'm so glad I came back. Great. And then Leo's like, it's not your fault. Renick would have found a way to throw off the balance anyway. She's like, but I like, but I hate that I played a part in this craziness. This this wouldn't have happened without me. Um, and then Paige comes back. She's like, well, now be glad that you might be a part of putting it to an end. Like your help is needed too. She's like, that's really great. That's nice. Putting Prue at ease, Paige. I love that. Yeah. And then Paige grabs Leo and Prue, and she's like, come on, everyone's waiting, and she orbs them out. Cool. And we get to the site and it's like they're in the desert. There's all these people around a tent and there's a big purple zit in the middle of the desert or dome, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> and Phoebe's <laughs> flying in front of it. She's flying, Kevin. <gasps> and she's like, oh, you guys should get a whiff of this power rising off this thing. I feel like I could do anything. My boobs have inflated so large. They're helping me float. <laughs> <laughs> They're very nice right there. They are. And then Piper says it's pretty strong down here, too. And uh, Daryl says the readings are off the charts. 
And then Phoebe says, I'm afraid of what we'll unleash if we crack this egg open. Think I can get a closer look? And then she's like, this is so cool. I'm flying Piper. You should wait a minute. Something's happening. Yeah. And that third panel on the bottom is a you look familiar moment. <laughs> oh. Have we met before? You look familiar. It's it's Phoebe. Or it's a season five promo picture of Alyssa. Uh, where she's like looking up in her little red outfit. Mm. So Aww. there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> so then we're at the final page. And she's like, the dome is opening. And just like people say when they see me naked, like something's coming out. <laughs> Are they pooping? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, well, when they get me more excited, I should say. Something's coming out. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see just like these swirlies coming out of the big purple zit portal and warriors in really sexy superhero outfits come out. <laughs> and she's like, a lot of some things are coming out. <laughs> 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 the end are to be continued. I'm not sure if this one is a male or female, but it fits my pattern. This one in the upper right that has like the kind of bluish gray skin. They're so hot. I'm really wanting to see more of that character. Yeah. You love the colors, the other colored people. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So what are our thoughts on this issue generally? You know, one random thing that crossed my mind is it was weird. Like in, I think two episodes ago, where phoebe was so worried about parker and parker wasn't with uh, (laughs) victor and that that totally doesn't play into anything i was thinking that as i read this but um i like this one i really like this backstory between leo and rennick like Mm -hmm. i think it adds to the show rather than take away and we get a much richer look at what's going on with leo i feel like this last arc has been really good at like or this whole comic series really has given us a reason to love Leo even more and like explore Leo more so than the sisters. That's true. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, for me, like the Leo and Rennick history is super fun and cool to see. Uh, and there are there is some dialogue in this that kind of tugs at my heartstrings. I do like that. Um, and I like that we get clarification on what, Renick's actual plan is and was and now that we have we know what went down um but i also feel like a lot of this issue is kind of going through the motions because at this point in the story i feel like we need some real action and an action that feels significant um and i know we are in store for some next issue next issue is going to be a very action heavy issue but it feels a little late in the game so that's mm. the only thing that i have that's like mm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I disagree a little only because this is like the setup for the final battle, yeah. but I, I get it. We could have used a little more fighting or something. Yeah, <laughs> but it is still a really nice issue. Cool. Yeah. Um, anything for put that in my canonical hat? Canonical. No. I just have one thing. Uh-oh. Based on this issue they seem to have appointed Leo as the Trumpton's white lighter in the early nineties, which according to show lore doesn't make sense because he tells them that he's been watching them in their whole life. Oh, the that's right. That's I remember thinking it was creepy that he ends up with Piper when he watched her, like as a little girl growing uh-huh. up. 
Right. Mm. So error. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. That's it. So cool. Uh, cool. Next is tips for future white lighters. Oh, really? Just messengers, guides. Think of us as guardian angels for good witches. Tips for, Tips future, for future white I was out being a force of good in the universe. Do you have a moral for this one? Um, I would say my moral for this one is just remembering that all your actions matter. Like whether it is a bad outcome or a good outcome, like everything you do matters. Because we see in this issue is like the culmination of everything that's been happening in the story. And even though it's bringing about a bad outcome right now with like these people coming out of the purple zit, like it's meant to happen and there's going to be a happy ending, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, mine is your past can be a great way to learn from yourself and from outcomes of past events, which kind of ties into what you said, like everything matters. Um, but it's also important not to get lost in them because while your past influences your future, it also has potential to like put you in like emotional paralysis because you might just like really like something in the past. You might long for something that's not around anymore or how things used to be, or you might get lost in some kind of grief or, you know, it's, it can take you, it's like you in really easy if you let it. And that's the only thing to be aware of, I guess. Yeah. All right. Ooh, onomatopoeia. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Twang. <laughs> that was mine too. <laughs> damn it, Kevin! Damn it! <laughs> it's, a, it's a, it's the new one. See, it's all the new ones that like strike, strike out to me. I'm like Twang. It's so funny. Twang. <laughs> I got that, and then it feels like get that country Twang. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Cool. Uh, next is most valuable panel. I'm going to go with this last, very last image of the people flying out of the zit. I have very mixed feelings at this point about it because it's so like out of the field for Charmed, I feel like, to have these like superhero people. But I'm also <laughs> like really excited to see who they are and how this plays out in the story. So yeah, that's yeah. why it's most valuable. Cool. I'm going to do the one where um, Piper and Prue are fighting and Piper tells Prue that she taught her more about herself and magic and family than anyone. I was like, my heart, I tears like that's beautiful to me. Like, you know, we're sisters. She was everything to her and yeah, nothing changed. It's nice. Yeah. It's what made Piper the strong bitch. She is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Next is, sexiest drawing at the risk of sounding weird yeah i'm so gonna do it like i know somebody once asked me if i have a foot fetish now apparently i have a dead person <laughs> a fetish dead body fetish it's so sexy. So sexy. It's so sexy that was mine too i because I, I almost wasn't gonna pick it because i'm like this is weird but that little bit of hair coming out of it is so low. Oh, it's just like, I'm going to pull those pants off of you. <laughs> We're so on the so same sexy. page. Yeah, we are. 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm going to ask Alan to uh, bathe in ice tonight and lay really steel as I do stuff to his body. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you get it, dead male witch with the low cut pants. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, next is issue ranking. Is this magically delicious, pretty witchin, a sorcerer's apprentice, disenchanting, or vanquishable? Um, I'm gonna say pretty witchin, just because again, I love the backstory, but it is a lot of setup, which is necessary. But yeah, I'm just like ready for the end now <laughs> yeah we're almost there one issue left oh. all right i'm going to say pretty witch in too yeah i mean it's a wonderful edition we got some wonderful things uh it's just not the oomph that that's gonna really get me going yeah <laughs> and i do want the um spell orders to know that kevin did not trust me to send the last issue for fear that i would read it but he's right not to because I probably would have. <laughs> see the end now. <laughs> Good. I was wise. <laughs> you were. <laughs> All right. So that's the end. I do have a P is for poll for next week. Prue? Piper. You mean it's, it's just you and Prue, huh? Phoebe? Phoebe, you there? And a big hello to you too, Penny. Come on, Patty. The rest is up to them. Paige. My name is Paige. Hmm. Another P, imagine that. P is for pole. <laughs> I think this is a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, which version of Rennick is the hottest? <laughs> 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, or current? <laughs> hmm. They all have I... something like slightly wrong about them. You know what? I'm going to go with the 50s. I love that look he has. And he's got his hair like up. I don't know. He looks very cute right there. It is very James Dean, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) I was tempted to go with the 50s one, too. I know the current one is very um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. And he is is very Colin Farrell. I almost wonder if they took him as a model. (laughs) But you know what? I'm going to (laughs) say... You don't judge me for this. I'm going to say the 70s one. <laughs> <laughs> the businessman? <laughs> the, you know, his little, he's got a little gut a little bit. And he's got the gold chain. And he's like the pimp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only one where he's got some like scruff and facial hair. He's got a little mustache. I don't know. It's like the porn stash. Something sexy about it. Something's very daddy about it. <laughs> I do judge you. <laughs> I was more okay with you sleeping with a dead body than you liking this Renick. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it would be better if he got sl- a little slimmed up. But if, if this Renick with a like rock and bod, he he would get it for me for sure. Yeah, just saying. But <laughs> um, I I do want to call out just as a like close call. Like I almost chose her as sexiest, but this Glennis with like her crop top and like all these weapons on her like get it mama <laughs> i'm getting very like um michelle rodriguez vibes from it yes yeah yeah i like it um well tell us what's next for the finale of season nine well next in our finale we have the power of three hundred um <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. 
on the cover, we show this has to be Sidemen again because it's beautiful. But we see our four sisters lined up, each ready for battle. And then next to them, we have Coop. Uh, I see Henry, Daryl. Who's that in the middle of Coop and That's Cole. Oh, that's Cole. Okay. And then flying above them, sword in hand, is Leo with his wings out. Wings out, guns out. No, he's wearing a jacket. (laughs) And it says, Four sisters bound by love and magic have had their lives turned upside down many times in the years since they first inherited their powers. Now they must put aside their differences and work together to take back their world. The Charmed Ones will need to unleash the full strength of the magic that has been growing through their family line for centuries in an epic battle that will bring Season 9 to its earth-shattering conclusion. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's going to be interesting and fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we have done it again. Tell people where they can find you. They can find me on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney or on Once Upon a Cult or on Solving for X (laughs) (laughs) with X-Men and 90s animated shows, which we're back this week with season four. We are amazing. Go listen. It's it's fun. (laughs) Uh, Or you can find this podcast at words of the witches on facebook instagram and youtube words of witches on twitter uh you can email us at words of witches pod at gmail.com i don't mention that every episode because nobody does but if you want to email you can and <laughs> uh, be sure to rate and review on apple or spotify and uh yeah we will see you next week for season nine finale <laughs> thanks for listening spell where it is your destiny still so